Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ritual Pursuits. I'm Natasha, and I'm here with Lauren of Fire Moon Astrology. Hello. And today we're talking about the upcoming new moon in Gemini. But up top, I think we're going to do something a little bit different this time. We're going to go ahead and put our announcements here in the front. Um, the first big thing, I don't know, feels like a big thing to me. It's probably not much of a big thing to anyone else. Um, but we're going to start having some other episodes. We're going to keep our normal bi-weekly new moon, full moon episodes because they're fun and we're enjoying doing that. But we also want to talk about some other topics. So you might see some of those episodes start releasing on the weeks in between. And next week, we're going to have our first not transit focused episode. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have a fun little conversation about astrology memes and the place they hold in the general conversation about astrology, I guess, on the internet, um, and talk about some of our favorite and least favorite ones that come up. So I hope you're looking forward to that. And if you have any topics you want to hear us talk about, definitely let us know. You can comment on these episodes. They have like a comment section if you subscribe to the Substack. Uh, you can also email us or DM us on social media, and all of those links will be in the show notes. All right. And one more thing for Ritual Pursuits. There's currently a really big sale going on at RitualPursuits.com. I've got a bunch of inventory that we're trying to clean out. So if you're looking for pendulums or tiny cute little cauldrons or candles or things like that, they're currently all heavily discounted. So that's definitely something to check out. And any purchase you make at RitualPursuits.com helps me run the podcast, essentially, um, and pay for the equipment and services that we need to kind of make this happen. And also, you know, so that I can eat and have a home to live in and things like that. <laughs> and Lauren, what's up with you in Fire Moon Astrology? Uh, I have uh, natal chart readings available. If anyone is interested in a reading, they can go to my Instagram at Fire Moon Astrology for more information on my services and offerings. Awesome. Yeah, definitely check that out. If you are on Instagram and you aren't following Fire Moon Astrology already, please fix that. Go find her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for bearing with us for our announcements. And now on to the rest of the episode. Today, we are talking about the new moon in Gemini. It's going to be happening on Sunday, June 18th at 1237 a.m. Eastern Time. So just barely on the 18th. If you're on the West Coast, that's going to be the 17th late in the evening. But yeah, there we go. That's what we're covering today. Uh -huh. Lauren, do you want to kick us off with some of the basics? Yeah. Uh, so the new moon in Gemini is happening at 26 degrees of Gemini. Uh, Gemini is the diurnal or masculine air sign ruled by Mercury. Uh, diurnal or masculine as, as an outwardly expressive. Gemini uh, being a mutable sign or double-bodied sign means it's more fluid and changeable. Uh, Gemini season is the time of year where we're beginning to transition from the spring to the summer. We're still having the cool mornings, uh, but hot days uh, as well as we get ready to trans transition into cancer season. Um, so it's really got that um, energy of changeability 
Gemini is also represented by the twins from Greek mythology, Castor and Pollux. The twins are half-brothers, Castor the son of uh, the Spartan king, and Pollux the son of Zeus. They had the same mother. Uh, she had uh, some relations. <laughs> 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 the, Spar the Spartan king was her husband, and uh, obviously Zeus was her side piece. Anyways, uh, despite that, the they were half-brothers, born as twins, and were inseparable when Castor is killed because he's mortal, the son of the Spartan king, Pollux, the immortal twin, goes to his father Zeus and begs to make Castor immortal, and he does so, so they become eternally inseparable. So, like, one of the things about twins, when you think, or if you know of twin, uh, they're very much alike in a lot of ways, but also very different. Twins can maybe be hard to discern the difference in physical appearance, but usually the personalities are quite different. I'm just now like thinking of this, but as far as astrology works, what does that look like for twins, especially twins who are born like extremely close together like within a few minutes i know sometimes like labor can be wild and so twins may be born several hours apart mm -hmm. um and then that you know it's a little bit easier to see uh the difference there for example if like the moon changes signs and in, in between the hours of labor or something like that but um yeah what's it like when siblings have a chart that i would assume is basically almost exactly the same mm -hmm. uh i would i'm not really studied a lot of twin charts but i would assume you know the closer together in time um the births the more similar they would be interesting sorry to spring I mean, that on you it sorry. literally just no. like, popped into my head <laughs> no i i get it and i'm like this the ascendant degree changes by minute so i mean that would oh, be okay. one one way that it would be different but having say a ascendant degree at 10 degrees of a sign and 11 degrees of a sign it's still going to be making more than likely still going to be making aspects to the same planets um, when in traditional astrology look at like a three degree range so there is a possibility that you know even a one two you know three degree change in the ascendant um, means that you don't have the exact aspects that maybe the other person or the other twin would have. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that can change definitely within just a couple of minutes for sure. It, it all just depends on where the other planets are in the chart. That's so interesting. I'm sure there is someone out there who, like, specializes in, oh. like, mm -hmm. just twin charts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, one, uh, a chart that I was looking at recently when I was looking into something else um, that came up for a Gemini person. So, of course, it, it immediately sprung to mind um, when we were looking for or when I was looking for examples for this episode. And Gemini's, I don't know, might hate me for this example, but uh, <laughs> Carol Baskins from the Netflix show Tiger King is a Gemini. Um, I don't know if you've watched the show, but it's just like a huge dumpster fire that you can't look away from. 
Um, so I would definitely suggest watching it if you haven't. It's it's unusual and entertaining, to say the least. <laughs> uh, it's, but, it was wild. Yeah, but so she's a seventh house Gemini sun with Mercury and Cancer in the eighth house. Um, she was accused of um, killing her husband and feeding him to a tiger, which was never proved um, that she was guilty of that. So we just don't really know. But um, one of the interesting things about her as a, a Gemini is one of the things she did for, uh, she was the CEO or head of uh, a large tiger rescue in Florida. And she kept this like video diary of herself, um, like a daily video diary for years and years, just extensively just talking, you know, about the day to day of the organization and her life and her personal life just seemed like a very Gemini (laughs) way to, uh, go (laughs) to keep a diary. Yeah. That's so funny. It feels a public video diary. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was public. Uh-huh. Like she, oh wow, yeah, yeah, like, I, it really takes me back to a certain era of the internet too, though, like before Facebook and Instagram like really existed, you had people who just like streamed their life all the time. Like I remember there was one lady in the early two thousands who uh-huh. literally just had like webcams on in like almost every room of her apartment all the time and just streamed her entire life. And then she, like, eventually stopped doing that and just disappeared from the internet. Um, But it was kind of, like, a random, bizarre Uh uh, occurrence. And, yeah, the internet. The internet's a strange place. Yeah, that was early on, too, in the uh, days of the internet as well. So, like, I don't think people really understood the consequences of, you know, recording your every thought and yeah. putting it out there to the world because yeah a lot of that um a lot of the, that video diary footage was used in the um uh the netflix show so and it's it was it's interesting anyways just just watch it uh, <laughs> if you yeah. want but um one of the quotes on her website that really stood out to me is like a super um gemini thing was uh she said, when confronted with an issue, I don't just see the problem. I see it in sort of a split screen in my head. On the left is what I have. On the right is what I want. That clarity makes it possible for me to make quick decisions about what needs uh, what needs to be done right now. And I can see the steps needed to go uh, to get to what I want. They fan out across that split screen image so that I can move on through the steps and delegate tasks along the way to engage others in the path to that ultimate outcome. An example um, of this would be like how she started the sanctuary. Wow. Yeah, it's a very uh, logical, analytical way to view things. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. Very air sign. Yeah. It's just, yeah, an interesting approach. Yeah. So on this, on the one side, you have like all the uh, scandal and everything happening around the show with the disappearance of her husband. And then at the same time, she like built this huge um, 
nonprofit was even a speaker for an advocate for, um, I guess, specifically big cats in the state of Florida getting laws passed, um, you know, to where they can't be kept uh, as pets, which, I mean, that seems logical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, to some of us, (laughs) it seems logical that you shouldn't be allowed to have lions and tigers as pets. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So she, like, even lobbied, or not lobbied, but she spoke, um, I guess, on behalf of um, animal advocates for big cats to get a lot of legislation legislation um, changed and enacted. So she's a really interesting character. You know, yeah. If you want to look at like a, a duet, the duality of Gemini, it's it's definitely there with <laughs> Carol Baskins because uh, people either they either love her or they hate her. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Full disclosure, I didn't finish the series. I started it, um, but it, it came out in 2020, and I remember being like, this is just more more drama than I could handle at the time in my mental space. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't recall exactly how everything um, played out, but I do remember it like being a very big moment uh, when, it, when it first released on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the memes were impossible to escape. Uh, I remember some pretty interesting music videos <laughs> that came out around yeah. that time. But yeah, there you go, y'all. Everyone's favorite Gemini Carol Baskin. <laughs> Not, no. <laughs> no. I don't think that's, but I mean, it's just an interesting, if you just want to look at really like a, a really interesting Gemini, that's, that's, um, it's interesting. You, whatever rock you pick up over the Carol Baskins world, you're gonna find something oh, under gosh. it. So all yeah. kinds of of little fun gems there. Yeah. Gosh. In the interest of fairness, I feel like we should also bring up a slightly um, less controversial <laughs> real life Gemini. And I just remembered that Colin Bedell, who is queer cosmos on social media and whatnot, um, is also a Gemini. And he is a Gemini twin. Like he has a twin sister. He talks about it on on his Instagram a lot. And his work is delightful. Um, If you're into astrology, you have probably heard of him. So definitely go give him a follow, Queer Cosmos. He is a a Gemini that is much easier to appreciate. (laughs) Yeah, He's, he's delightful. So yeah, definitely go check that out. Yeah, I have not heard of him, so I will do that. Oh, you're going to love it. He, um, Yeah, well, I mean, one, he's astrologer and astrologer, mm-hmm. so, you know, he talks about astrology all the time, which is fun. But he also will occasionally do some great, like, lip-syncing dance videos and whatnot. <laughs> he's groovy. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you appreciate me saying that, but anyways. Uh <laughs> It's like, is groovy still a compliment? I meant it yeah, that way. You heard but. yourself out loud and you were like, did I just say groovy? Yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> being an old person who tries to, like, use young people's slang, I'm just like, like, I can't say any, like, I can't refer to anything as lit and not immediately just feel, like, ancient, um, that kind of thing. Maybe I'm too young to say groovy and I'm too old to say lit. I think, uh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> find something in the middle. <laughs> uh, sad, sad millennial. Um... <laughs> 
Yeah. Anyways, do you have any other examples of Gemini's that you want to bring up? Uh, not real Gemini's, but um, from the Marvel Universe movies, uh, Loki is a, a great example. If if you were going to have a character, uh, a, a Gemini, and I guess I'm just coming with the kind of villain or the controversial characters today, but. Uh, <laughs> I'm starting to see why all the astrology memes hate on Gemini. <laughs> I but I don't hate on Gemini. I love Loki. He is my favorite villain. Um, I think my favorite thing about him is that how he uses his wit to outsmart his opponents. Um, he'll sometimes appear as like a, an apparition of someone else, and in a way, you know, like somebody less threatening to disarm his his enemies um they, they let down their guard and uh, yeah he uses like he doesn't have the typical superpowers like thor you know where he's gonna physically attack um he just uses his wit and deception as his weapon of choice um and it doesn't always work out for him uh, <laughs> when it does, it's it's hilarious because it's just I don't know, but it doesn't always work out for him. Um, even if you haven't watched, you know, the Marvel movies, the Avengers, um, Thor, or any of that stuff, uh, you've probably seen the the meme or the clip of the Hulk, you know, just like beating Loki up against the ground, kind of <laughs> by, his, <laughs> by his ankle. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that, yeah, and that was where he was trying to maybe, like, um, reason with the Hulk. Uh, that doesn't, you know, so reason and logic don't always work, but um, <laughs> for, the most, <laughs> for the most part, you know, he's pretty he's pretty clever and successful about uh, how he goes about things. Yeah, and I extremely just, that. yeah. I love some trickery. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because like his his thing, I haven't watched the the TV series, but I've I've seen most of the movies, I believe. And it's just his specific brand of trickery is very Gemini in that it's very social and it involves mm-hmm. like speaking to people. It's not like that dark mastermind who sits in the shadows to pull strings. It's like, oh no, it's him dressed up as someone else out mm-hmm. there convincing you to do something crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, very, yeah, very specific kind of trickery and manipulation um yeah and even when he's like trying to be sincere you know they don't quite believe him because they're like but what are you really up to though (laughs) (laughs) and he always is actually up to something like he'll convince you that he's completely sincere but he's yeah (laughs) just pulling the wool over your eyes (laughs) i don't know i think it's i i I love i love loki he's my favorite yeah. Favorite villain. I like his creativity. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is something to behold. Mm-hmm. Um okay. So just to like recap a little bit. It's easy for me to lose track of, of the conversation sometimes and I don't remember if we like skip this or not, but just uh to kind of summarize in my head and solidify this like broad overview of the Gemini archetype. So maybe just like run through some keywords really quick that are kind of like the first thing that pop into your mind when you think of Gemini. I feel like the first one is obviously that duality mm-hmm. because of the twins, like this concept of both and 
comes up for me. It's very social. Quick-wittedness is something typically associated with Gemini. Uh, mm-hmm. What else? Did you say communication? I did not. Like communication, social interaction. Um, yeah. Kind of like a, a social chameleon. They can blend into different environments. Geminis are usually good with language or writing. Um, skills like... I, because they're inquisitive, they like to kind of investigate and learn. <laughs> Very curious. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of investigating and learning um, a new tool that they can use implement nice yeah and i think you mentioned this up top and just kind of like the overview of um gemini but it's ruled by the planet mercury and that whole archetype of like mercury is the god of communication and messages so Mm -hmm. that's definitely something to keep in mind uh plays back to that communication keyword that that you brought up yeah very chatty is kind of the reputation that gemini has Mm mm-hmm do you have any placements in Gemini yourself? I have my Midheaven Chiron and a lot of spirit in Gemini. So no actual um, planets themselves, but I do have some astrological points there. Nice. My moon is in Gemini. Off the top of my head, I think that's it's certainly the only big placement. Um that I have made the mistake of talking while also clicking on my mouse. So now there's going to be clicking noises in the audio. Sorry, everyone. My Mars is also in Gemini, it looks like. So I was wrong. I don't have my chart memorized in case anyone couldn't tell. But it's okay, because nobody cares. Um, back, <laughs> back, back to the whole point. What were we talking about? Um, cool. So that's kind of the big summary for Gemini. We have duality, communication, quick-wittedness, um, curiosity, that like logical, analytical, air sign business going on, mutable sign, highly adaptable to different situations, particularly social situations. Um, and that's kind of our recap for general Gemini stuff. Uh-huh. And that new moon is happening on Sunday the 18th. Are there any other major transits or aspects or however you would uh, phrase that happening at the same time? I Let's see. Well, the new moon in Gemini is applying to a square to Neptune and Pisces. Mercury, the ruler of Gemini, is also in the sign of Gemini at the new moon, is slightly under the beams of the sun, which means uh, Mercury is at 10 degrees of Gemini, the sun and moon would be at 26, and any time a planet was it with, is within 15 degrees of the sun, it's considered to be under the beams. I mean, if you just imagine if you're really close to the sun, um, <laughs> it's just like getting, um, getting a, it's like a little, maybe a little weakened or, or a little stressed, um, but being that it's not super close, it's at, it's not anything completely debilitating. 
So at the moment of the new moon, we have Neptune, the planet of dreams and illusions, getting a square from the sun and moon as they conjoin. And really quick, just for listeners like me who maybe don't have a super grasp on all the technical stuff, what does it mean to have a square? Is that like a good thing or a bad thing? A square is uh, making an aspect from its two two signs in between. Um, So you have Pisces, Aries, Taurus, Gemini. So there are two signs in between and it makes a, a 90 degree angle. Which is the square. That is a squares and oppositions are more difficult in nature. Squares are more the nature of Mars, where they kind of push things forward, um, kind of the moving energy of Mars to them. Like I said, they can be a little bit more difficult aspect, especially well, if if you know if you're not wanting to move, if you're not wanting to make changes, <laughs> if you're not wanting to kind of push forward. <laughs> Uh, and, and you're digging your heels in, then yeah, they can squares can definitely be more difficult. But I w- wouldn't necessarily consider this um, anything super super difficult between the Sun, Moon, and Neptune here. Um, does that answer your question? Is that that helpful? Or is that yeah, just I think so. rambling <laughs> with more <laughs> astrological jargon? <laughs> so basically, a square is an aspect that like kind of wants to push you into taking some kind of action or doing a thing and if you try to resist doing the thing then Uh it can be challenging but if you move with it then it's okay yeah squares are like they they push you forward they uh, can be like a turning point because we think of you know the square uh, angle you know um, it can be kind of a turning point as well Okay. Cool. Changes, you know, always can, you know, it's never, change is never easy, um, necessarily. So it can be, but it's not always. Okay. Cool. That makes sense. Adaptable Gemini here. So, um, yeah. <laughs> we can just change the wind with it. We would want to be side of Gemini, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like lean into that. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, I guess, how would you use the seating point squared by Neptune to our advantage? And the phrase that came to me with this transit would be like a, a fake it till you make it kind of vibe. <laughs> you think about that, Natasha. That's interesting. Uh we're talking about dreams and illusions but also gemini and as you said like very social adaptable sign Uh um interesting so it's like yeah taking that gemini major of social adaptability with the neptunian energy and kind of creating or manipulating an image you know, for yourself, or, I mean, and it doesn't have to be an outward image, it can be, you know, just building that inner self-confidence, you know, maybe you're, maybe you're not confident in something that 
um, you're wanting to pursue or whatever the case may be. But you just tell yourself, you know, I can do this. I know what I'm doing. You know, just like the fake it till you make it. Like, I've got this. You know, take that Gemini energy and just like, you know, kind of pull the wool over your own eyes and convince yourself of whatever it is that you're setting out after um, that you can absolutely do it and then just keep faking it until you make it. Yeah. That is a good way to use this transit. Yeah, it's kind of an opportunity to uh, yell at your feelings of imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, combating some, like, some of that imposter syndrome. I know we definitely um, have that. Like, I'm not saying go out and create a fake nursing license or pretend to be an educated <laughs> nurse and go get a job at the, at the hospital and just try, you know, fake it till you make it. Um, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying, but um, like, I guess a good example of this would probably be like this podcast. So if anyone's yeah. caught on to our, our ruse, but uh, we don't actually know what we're doing here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like it's I don't I I would be I would be shocked if anyone else was shocked honestly. <laughs> it also feels like especially appropriate too just because of what a podcast is which is us talking a lot. Uh-huh. Um yeah, yeah. So obviously find find that line like don't go out and like fake it in a way that will <laughs> cause physical harm to anyone. Yeah. Um but yeah, maybe maybe a chance to put yourself out there um in a way that would normally be a little bit scary uh but yeah i don't know maybe a little cosmic courage here to help you this new moon yeah yeah even even if if you you know kind of feel like you know the confidence is there it's not really there i think if you like if you fake it long enough or at least yeah, I guess if you yeah if you fake it long enough, eventually, um, it becomes kind of a second nature, and then you'll at some point realize, well, you know, you actually have built up that confidence because you've been doing the thing, whatever it is. So still waiting on, uh, just still trying to get there, <laughs> but we're we're just trucking on, and maybe if you're still listening to this right now, then uh, maybe it's working. Yeah, if we can, if anything, <laughs> if we can do it, you can do it too. Uh, but yeah, yeah, definitely a lesson in adaptability mm-hmm. from Gemini for sure. And just thinking of like the socially adaptable aspects of Gemini, what do you think about maybe, maybe this could look something like asking for help from others and just thinking about like that communication piece or maybe as like a good time to share or communicate hopes and dreams or plans with other people mm-hmm. yeah yeah that would definitely be um a good transit for this as well especially go talk to folks <laughs> yeah yeah if you're trying to bring people into the loop of whatever you know your dream or ambition or goal is then um 
this would definitely be a good energy to kind of, um, yeah, get, get some people to come along with you on that journey. Yeah. And maybe on like the less fun, but, uh, responsible and good for you side of, side of things. Uh, I wonder if maybe it would be a good time to, if there is a hard conversation that you've been putting off, if maybe it would be a good time to do that. Does that make sense? Like with the help of the clarity of like communication, Uh I guess that would like come from Mercury. Yeah. um, it, it, It very well could be. You have to be careful a little bit with Neptune there because Neptune does like to dissolve things and dissolve boundaries and um, it can make mm-hmm. things a little hazy and murky so yeah I would definitely like if, if that's if the hard conversation is something that's going to be had um, to definitely be super intentional about you know about those whatever topic you're approaching and how you want to handle it and move through that yeah that makes sense definitely want to aim for clarity for like clarifying situations um and be careful to communicate what you need and want very specifically so that you don't muddy the waters even worse if that is um a situation where that's applicable i guess yeah yeah especially with neptune and pisces you could get some muddy water yeah (laughs) Yeah, it definitely make things a little unclear okay for sure good to know good to know um yeah okay so let's jump into a super quick summary of everything we've discussed i guess we're talking about new moon so new beginnings planting seeds clarifying goals hopes dreams etc that is all of your like kind of general new moon stuff um And we're tying it into the archetype of Gemini. So that looks like communication, uh, adaptability, curiosity, quick-wittedness, duality, ability to see both sides of a situation. Um, Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything I've missed in the summary, you think? I, I think you nailed it down pretty well. We've been, it's, you know, it's a Gemini episode. We've been all over the place, so. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Chasing our tails, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, cool. So there is the super quick summary, and let's tie it into some tarot stuff. Let's do it. Woo. Let's see. I believe the major arcana card that's traditionally associated with Gemini is the lovers. Mm-hmm. Do you have any, I guess, personal insight into the two into the relationship of those two things the gemini and the lovers before i kind of like dive into some of it i mean i know a little bit about the card but i feel like i would just like we were just saying with the neptune um thing pisces <laughs> i would probably just muddy the water so i'll let you handle the uh, tarot side of things <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness okay uh well we'll see how this goes um, because honestly, like associating the tarot with astrological themes is still like a very new thing. 
for me. Um, I'm much more familiar with the tarot, but I, I typically have interacted with it completely separate from astrology. So this has been a fun exercise so far in trying to tie those two things together for me, but it definitely just like full transparency. I am not an astrology expert. So these are just kind of my thinking out loud, learning on the go yeah. thoughts um, whenever I talk about these things. Uh, so why don't you just talk about the lover's card and then I can come in and, and after you just generally went into the card and explain how, maybe I can explain how it relates to the sign of Gemini a little bit more. Okay, perfect. Yeah, mostly just wanted to put a disclaimer out there. It's like, y'all don't quote me on anything, okay? <laughs> I just want to be very clear that I'm not proclaiming to be an expert. Um, but big part of what I love about tarot is that you have all of this symbolism and you don't have to be an authority on a thing to like find a way to make those symbols work for you and be useful and relatable to your own life. Um, so yeah, just wanted to throw that, throw that out there and I'll get off my soapbox now and talk about the lovers a little bit. <laughs> so Based on today's conversation about Gemini, we've talked a lot about duality and the easiest way to see that in the lovers is that there's literally two figures on the card. And even though it's called the lovers and maybe some older, older interpretations would have taken that literally as like a sign that a lover may appear in your life or something like that, uh, more modern interpretations typically focus on the idea of choice and having the choice to love and accept yourself, not necessarily having anything to do with a partner, which is interesting. And with Gemini, I think there's this idea of having two halves to yourself and the lovers. And there are lots of different ways that people will frame this. Sometimes you see people talk about your light and your shadow, and I think maybe the lovers can represent a choice to embrace both sides of that in yourself. Like, here's all of the good, wonderful things about you, and here are the things that uh, maybe you don't like as much about yourself or that you struggle with or, like, wounds that you're trying to heal, um, but recognizing that you have the choice to accept all of that within yourself. Yeah. And that can be great, but also just like seeing two sides of any situation, whether it's yourself or other people around you or just more generic circumstances, um, being able to see both sides of that and accept the situation for what it is, I suppose. Um, or just be willing to let, the completeness of, of that picture inform your ultimate choice, if that makes sense. Uh -huh. Yeah, I think um, for Gemini and the lovers, it can be a representation of like you kind of kind of like you what you were saying um, the the shadow parts of yourself. I I don't remember how you phrased it, but basically like the the self that you put on display for the world, your outer persona. Um, and your inner persona is really uh, shown in the cards and in the sign of Gemini. Uh, having an awareness that they are 
separate but the same you know and like you were saying the integration of of the two how you have this like outer personality you know that the world sees but uh everybody also has the, the inner you know inner person the person on the inside that you see that uh that you see yourself as mm, that's interesting versus how the world sees you and sometimes like with gemini's um it can be a crafted you know a very crafted image that's presented on the outside um so it is important, I think, to have that integration of both when you when you do craft whatever, because everybody does that. Everybody kind of crafts their own kind of image, whether it be social media or yeah. if you're just, I don't know, going to the grocery store. Like, you know, what are the what's the vibe you're given today? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, what's, what's the mask we're wearing? Mhm. Mm yeah, yeah. So it's a very interesting part of Gemini that. Um, a lot of people maybe don't think about yeah I love that and it makes me think too it's just like you have both of these halves and something to consider is are they talking to each other like is mm -hmm. is your hidden way inner self communicating um, anything to your outer self are they influencing each other and working together or are they like completely cut off from each other? Are you presenting an entirely different person to the outside world? Mm -hmm. um, maybe in a way that like doesn't feel great <laughs> uh, or is hard to maintain or something like that. Um, yeah, interesting. It's kind of like in the in the twins story where we were talking about when I was talking about you know Castor and Pollux with one being mortal and the mortal twin being more of the like material self uh, and the immortal twin being more of the soul or you know the subconscious and how they integrated in a way when the mortal twin was made immortal it's like the integration of the two and now they're not separate mm. that's beautiful that's fascinating you know, sometimes I can pull some into like first and some nine. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> sometimes I can pull some smart things off and say smart stuff. Uh, and then sometimes I can't. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's all, it's all struggle here this morning. Um, I had that one burst and then it's like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> the last last sparkler in the fireworks fireworks show um mm -hmm, for sure cool so that's kind of that's the official i don't i don't know who decides these things but that's that's the official uh tarot card that's associated with gemini when you just think of gemini concepts in general are there any other cards that just kind of come to mind for you and feel like oh that feels gemini to me personally mm. I mean, I'm sure there are, but none are coming to me at this moment. I mean, this, well, the Seven of Swords gives me, like, the low-key vibes, mm. you know? Not low-key, but, like, low-key from <laughs> yeah. all, but I, I, <laughs> It gives me that kind of energy, the little sneaky kind of, but uh, nothing, I have nothing constructive, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. For anybody who can't remember off the top of their head, Seven of Swords, uh... The traditional depiction is this guy 
stealing a bunch of swords and it looks like he's sneaking out of somebody's house um so that's funny uh i was thinking about this last night and drew a card and it wasn't actually i didn't draw the card for the podcast i just have been drawing um been drawing a card before i go to bed every night uh and drew the page of swords last night and immediately thought of this this topic just in that swords are associated with the air element and ideas and intellect and yeah the page i think of as being very excitable over new ideas and quick to follow them if they are interesting but also maybe not super discerning i guess um in in what they choose to follow to its conclusion uh kind of tends to be swept away in the excitement of oh oh this is fascinating uh Mm -hmm. the urge to follow wherever their curiosity leads them and yeah i don't know it felt it felt very gemini to me that excitement over new ideas and and new things and the urge to just immediately like fall down the rabbit hole of of research or whatever i love a good rabbit hole yeah (laughs) Um, and and the page yeah and the page is a good one because um astrologically like or, or in the tarot pages are considered to kind of represent a younger person, um, Gemini being uh, part of the first or the third sign of the zodiac is still considered, you know, a very um, to represent like a younger person or that kind of younger exploratory type energy um, in the sign, in, in the form of an uh, intellectual and logical air sign. Yeah. The page feels flighty in a fun way. <laughs> like, a, like a fart, like in, a whirlwind. fart in a whirlwind. <laughs> yeah, basically. There you go. That's Gemini. Fart in a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Gemini. Um, but hey, I have a Gemini moon, so I'm I'm basically there with you. That's that is my head. My head is a whirlwind full of farts. <laughs> um, if you've been listening to the show, you're probably like, yeah, that's exactly what this podcast sounds like. A whirlwind full of farts. Um, yeah, we're just a bunch of yeah. farts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we've talked about a lot of things today, which seems appropriate as a, an episode about Gemini mostly. Uh, let's. Mm-hmm see about making a tarot spread uh for this new moon um things that we might want to focus on i'm just thinking out loud here so uh prepare yourself for a little bit of chaos before we come to any conclusions um of this idea of duality curiosity communication um it's a new moon so We are maybe looking for some clarity, maybe starting new intentions. Where do we want to land with all of that? Um, Okay, so we took a pause uh, for a quick thinking break and also a restroom break because we record in the mornings after we drink a lot of coffee. Um, (laughs) But anyways, let's see. So Gemini themes. I think for the spread, what we we've decided to land on is something that just kind of addresses, I think, 
several of the the keywords around like the Gemini archetype. Um, and so what I have here is a little three card spread for what needs clarifying, what needs communicating, and what do I need to get curious about? Um, let's see. Grab the deck of cards. Drop a bunch of things on my desk. Quick little shuffle. Sorry, that was probably so loud in the mic. The deck I'm using today is the Fifth Spirit Tarot, which is one, just an awesome deck. I think the artwork is fantastic and even better than that. I really love the guidebook and the author's take on the guidebook. And also it is June, which means, whoops, here we go, uh, which means it's Pride Month. And this deck is very specifically created um, for a queer, non-binary perspective um, on the tarot. And the author is a queer, non-binary Ah, queer non-binary person. So if you want to support um, a queer maker this Pride Month, I highly recommend the Spirit Tarot. It's awesome. Published by Hay House. So you can get it at a very affordable price now. Um, but anyways, yeah. So let's draw some cards. What to check that I freaking love it. I have the full-size guidebook. Um, and I actually bought that first before I bought the deck because at the time my budget was like, oh, I can't get both. Um, and the guidebook is amazing. It's really influenced the way I view a lot of the major arcana specifically. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Definitely check out their website. It's Charlie Claire Burgess is, is the artist's name. Um, and they are the word witch on Instagram and other places as well I believe I just am mostly on Instagram all right the three C's of Gemini what needs clarifying queen of pentacles what needs communicating hmm. the tower <laughs> what do I need to get curious about eight of swords okay that's interesting. Yeah. What needs clarifying? We have the Queen of Pentacles. This is an archetype that I feel like rules their personal um, domain. Like, Pentacles are typically associated with Earth and the very material and physical realm. Um, and so I'm thinking kind of like of hearth and home and places that make you feel at home and comfortable and maybe something that could need clarifying is that, like what truly makes you feel comfortable and supported materially, um, physically in your body. Um, yeah. And maybe there are some boundaries that need to be set around that or, um, removing something that is disturbing your peace uh whether that be like physical clutter or negative attitudes from from people in your home or something like that um but what needs clarifying the queen of pentacles something in your physical 
domain, I feel like. Um, what needs communicating? The tower. <laughs> uh, which sounds an awful lot like maybe there is a way of doing something that kind of just need to tear down and start over and possibly it's a relational thing since specifically when you're communicating something it usually means you're communicating it to someone else so maybe it might be it might be cutting someone off completely or it might just be like a restructuring of of a relationship whether that's a a romantic relationship or a friendship or a business relationship even maybe it's just like hey whatever we're doing right now isn't working for me and I think we need to to start over and, and build build a new foundation for how how this relationship goes goes on, um, if that makes sense. So that's something that might need communicating. Yeah, that could even like apply to you know your relationship to yourself and the image you built of your yourself or the idea you know. Yeah. Uh, you have of your own self you know? that's so true and yeah that's the one the one relationship i forgot to bring up um yeah it might be time to find a therapist <laughs> um and uh <laughs> yeah work on some some self communication some self boundaries especially if you're like if you have a problem with um really negative self-talk or tearing your own self down um mm-hmm. yeah let's see what do I need to get curious about? The Eight of Swords, which is interesting. Um, uh, Eight of Swords. So the traditional imagery is a blindfolded person surrounded by eight swords stuck in the ground around them. And a lot of times, like keywords that come up for that is the idea of like feeling trapped um, or like you have no way out. And I think like when we're talking about like getting curious about feeling trapped, it's, well, it feels a little bit straightforward. It's like, are we really trapped? Is there an option or an opportunity that we're not considering? Have we perhaps miscalculated how much power we have in a situation? Because um, especially it's like the person is, is usually wearing a blindfold and I forget if their hands are visible or not, but I feel like there's this sense of maybe this person could undo their own restraints. Maybe they're kind of willfully not, not looking around because even though where they are is unpleasant, it's familiar and comfortable. And maybe getting curious means stepping outside of the comfort of familiarity to pursue other options and recognizing that some of these swords are perhaps able to be removed if we put forth the effort, if that makes sense, but you yeah. have to get pretty curious about yeah, it. You have to try like, them all and see, see what you're able to move. Yeah. Sometimes we stand in our own way. Yeah, for sure. I know I've definitely been guilty yeah. of that. <laughs> same. <laughs> like, same, same. Um, yeah. There's an example, tarot spread. And as usual, you can find the graphic for that in the show notes and if you use it we'd love it if you tagged us and let us know what you think yeah yeah all right so this has been a uh long winding windy road but i think we're coming to a close for this episode (laughs) uh do we have any other i know we did announcements at the top is there anything we forgot 
if we have, I forgot about it. <laughs> Perfect. There goes that. There goes I that know. fart again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Whirlwind has taken it away. Um, cool. So I guess I'll just do a quick recap. Big sale. Ritualpursuits.com. Get stuff. I forgot to mention up top. When it's gone, it's gone. I'm not restocking any of that stuff. And Lauren, of course, there will be a link in the show notes. But if you are looking for a natal chart reading or anything like that, definitely check her out. Um, yeah. And outside of that, I think just quick reminder where you can find us, which is everywhere. You can subscribe directly to the podcast on Substack at ritualpursuits.substack.com. You can also, I mean, if you're listening, thank you so much. You can find us on any major podcasting app. And if you don't find us there, let me know because that's a problem. <laughs> We're both on Instagram <laughs> and Lauren is on TikTok. Links to all of that is down in the show notes as well. And I haven't been doing this, but this is where I start begging you to please, if you like the show, like, rate, review it wherever you listen. And if you yes. know anyone who is interested in astrology and tarot, then please, please share with them. We would love it. Uh -huh. Yes, we sure would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is that everything? I guess so. <laughs> Unless you want me to keep rambling. <laughs> All right. I think that's it, folks. Hope you have a wonderful week and a beautiful new moon in Gemini. Yes. Until next time. Bye. See you later. Bye.